and welcome to By the Mash Tun, a podcast by a couple of nerds where we brew some beer, drink some beer, and have a nice little chat about some beer. Hello, I'm Mike Harrison Wood. I'm Cal Noble. Hello, Cal Noble. Hello, how you doing? Good. What are we brewing today? Uh, well, it's a wit beer. Um, but it's a bit of a hybrid between that and a wheat beer. So explain what both those things are. They sound very similar. Uh, yeah, so it's to do with um, like additives. Uh, so putting in additives and also the type of wheat that you would use. So um, I, I think it's a wit beer because I'm adding in honey and orange peel. Right. So it's going to be a honey and orange wit beer. Um, but I'm using malted wheat instead of unmalted wheat. Okay. Uh, and that is for a very particular reason cool um, but yeah so that for me is the the differences i could have went for uh unmalted uh and just kind of stuck more to a traditional style because i am using a wit yeast as mm. opposed to a wheat beer yeast um but you know i wanted that extra body that you're going to get from the malted nice wheat. and then a wheat beer being very obviously a beer made made out of wheat it, yeah it, yes. it, it, yeah it, it has very little else going on it's uh wheat and you know you'll probably put in a certain amount of pills and malt just to help bring up the the yeah. grain bill and um, hops presumably as well yeah 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 there'd be hops but it, like it it's it's not a big character but it, it's it's the same with the wit beer it's not a you know it's not big on the hop character it's there mm. just to balance out um you know that malty sweetness nice so, nice yeah Looking forward to trying that sort of hybrid yeah, I, of the two. I, I have made it before, but I'm like this is a recipe that I've changed slightly. But um, I made this. I think it was the maybe the third or fourth beer I ever brewed. Okay. Um. So you know, I did make it a very long time ago, and it was exceptionally nice. I think it was. I think it was the first beer I ever had on uh, keg. So, oh, nice. so, so, so when I first got my keg fridge, it was the first mm. beer I ever kegged, and it got drank on my 30th birthday. Oh, <laughs> nice. So, yeah, it would have been three, three and a half years ago. Nice. Uh, and I know uh, wheat beer is a style that is uh, supposed to have a much higher carbonation than you would get with yes. traditional English ales or yeah. even IPAs and that type of thing. So suiting keg very well. Yes, there. yeah, because you, you can just crank it up. I think the, um, I did... I think probably about 20 bottles and then uh, a keg of it. So I think I did about mm. 40 litres the first time round. I presume none of those bottles remain. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, like, and the it's probably a good thing as well because uh, wit beers are, um, they're quite delicate. So you want to drink mm. them fresh. This is, this is another one of those beers that you don't want to, you know, leave for months and months and months on the shelf. You want to get it you know get it when it's good mm. um you know you're not it's not so much that you're concerned about the the hop cra- character dissipating it's the it's the subtle flavors uh, it's not there's no big hitting flavors in uh, a wit beer um you know you're going to get mm. some of that kind of spicy bananariness from the um from the yeast fr- from the yeast and that's going to be there but you know it's quite subtle yeah and about balance i presume as well yeah yeah so so it is about trying to like get a good get a good balance in mm. with all your different flavors uh, marrying up so um, yeah, i found that the honey and orange works really well together well um, yeah I mean, in anything exactly <laughs> just uh, add and, them in, chuck them in. And, and 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 in a uh, a wit beer it works really nicely because it gives you nice sort of like clean flavors mm. uh which balance really well with the the hops so cool yeah, i can, right. I, I, I can give us the it. rundown give us the rundown um okay so it's got uh malted wheat yep 
So the reason I've went for malted wheat rather than just unmalted wheat, which would is, be uh, a standard for a wit beer, yes. that is one of the t- distinctions between them. Yes. Uh, as you said earlier. Yeah. Um, so it's malted wheat. There's Pilsner malt, mm-hmm. and then I've put in a little bit of carapils just to add extra head retention. Carapils. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So it, it again is real light. It's not going to add any sort of like real multi body to it. It's just there to you know kind of bring in the head retention um, and just bring mm. in you know that nice sort of mouthfeel that you're going to yes. get from a whip. Because with a higher carbonation rate, you do want a bit more of that head retention. You yes. don't want it disappearing within thirty seconds. No, exactly. It's uh, going to be a bit. Um, there is obviously honey in it. Ooh. And then, any any particular honey? Uh, well, I think the first time I did it, I used um, an orange blossom honey, mm. uh, which was really Double nice, orange. but expensive. Yeah. So this time I've just went for a pretty down the line clear, uh, mm. clear honey. And it, I guess if you are using orange as well as honey blossom, uh, orange, orange blossom, blossom honey, honey, yeah, the chances of you actually picking up any of the orange notes from the honey are yes, very low. Exactly. So, so that's that, that's why this time I was like, okay, let's let's just go for the the cost effective option yeah. and just get you yeah, know. Yeah. So it's st- still going to have that honey flavour, um, but with the honey, what that will do is that'll add a lot of fermentable sugars, but no body, yeah. so it can make it uh, make the beer a bit thin. Uh, hence the malted being wheat strong. Yes, yeah. So that, that this one's going to come in at s- slightly stronger than your standard wit. Uh, it's going to be at about six point three percent, and it's just because of that the extra fermentable sugars um, mm. that are coming in from the honey to like, add enough to create flavour. Yes, adds enough to make it boozier. That's yes, just... exactly. Uh, and you know the, the the way to combat that and keep the ABV down would be to uh, drop the Pilsner malt um, down a little bit. But again, the reason I'm using malted wheat is to balance out the thinness. Mm. That you're gonna the extra thinness that you're gonna get from the from the honey, um, and then we're using Zars, as oh, a, nice. um, classic Czech yeah. noble hop. Yeah, exactly. So we've got a, a sixty minute bittering, uh, and then we're gonna do a ten minute. Um, oh right, yeah, a, a ten minute addition. So as well. super low aroma. You you'll get a little bit yeah. from that ten minutes, but really not much. Yeah. But 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 not a lot. Just like like just enough to help balance out. Um, like the honey notes and the orange notes, just so you've got a little bit there, mm. um, which would be quite nice, I think. Cool. And I've uh, seen you've got the the whip beer yeast on the yeah yeah. The so, plate so, so so I think this may be the first time we've uh, done an episode where I've used the stir plate. Mm. Um, so I got a wet yeast, and because like you know they say that that's a pitchable amount for twenty five liters. I'm doing about 42 litres today. Nice. Um, so uh, on Friday, um, so you know Monday today, Friday I um, decided to get out the stir plate, got out my Erlenmeyer flask, um, whipped up some light DME in some water, uh, and then I just pitched the yeast into it. And what that's done is that's going to give me a two-litre starter. Um, mm. So it's going to you know essentially give me two litres of of raring to go of, of, of already active yeast mm. and that's that's the good thing about it is as soon as you pitch it it's already doing that job yeah you know, it's already awake it's already eating it's the same reason you would um rehydrate dried yeast yeah you know so yeah. that you can so that it's ready to go um, yeah, yeah but i would never advise doing a starter like that with dried yeast no uh, a lot of the packets 
of dried yeast come with very specific nutrients yes. for that very specific job of keeping the yeast alive and giving them just what they need to kickstart yeah. in straight into proper fermentation. And so doing a starter can mess around with that. And yeah. Well, you, you you also end up actually killing off more cells than you get. Cause, oh, well, cause, yeah. Because it, like, like in dried yeast, um, the cell count is huge in a yeah. packet. Um, in the wet yeast, it's not as high. Um, so it is always advisable to either pitch, um, you know, more mm. um, packets of wet yeast. Um, but with dried yeast, if you make a starter, the amount of cells that you lose making the starter, yeah, um, just not worth it, it. it. It's just you may as well just bang it in dry, yeah, uh, I, or just or just rehydrate it. Yes, I used to uh, just rehydrate. I've, yeah. I've now heard that a lot of the packets are specifically designed not yes. to be rehydrated yeah. and rehydrating can actually slow them down in a, in a sort of yeah, weird way. I, I, I think it just um, depends on what packet you buy. Yeah, and um, it, it definitely didn't used to be the case. No. It's, this is just a, a sort of within the last couple of years they've, yeah. they've been sort and of... Like I say, like, because you can buy um, own brand uh, yeast from various shops yeah. and they won't have it. <laughs> no. In, no, um, Wilco's won't have gone no, to that. No, but I mean, of... like, like, like the like Wilco's yeast is, you know, I, I often have a couple of packets of that just kicking about the house just in case. <laughs> it's twenty five p a packet, or something. Well, that's it's... it, and and it's just Nottingham Ale yeast. That's uh, actually yeah. what it is. Like you know, they, they they don't brand it. It's just a brand. I think it's an English ale yeast, but it's actually just mm. Nottingham Ale yeast, which is quite nice. Um, you know, it, it does the job. Yeah. So in, in a pinch. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, we've got we've got the stir plate. Um, we'll try and get some pictures or maybe like a little video of that to to, to bang up because I'm quite proud of that. I made that one myself. Because <laughs> stir plates bloody expensive yeah. if you buy them. We'll we'll put the if you make them, schematics or cheap. something somewhere. <laughs> I, I don't even got can, schematics. Yeah, okay. I can try and make some, but I'm well, not very good at blueprinting. Oh, right. so. Okay. Well, go. that that sounds like a, a lovely beer, and uh, shame there aren't any more bottles of the previous batch to. Yeah, to that's it. I just I don't think they would be at their best. No. But, you know, we're going to have forty liters of this, so oh, probably yeah. probably going to just double keg it. So I'm just going to have two kegs of it. Ooh! So mm. you finish one keg and you go, oh, that's fine. Yeah, oh, I've got another one. Another one. Ah, another keg. Brilliant. Yeah. It's, right. uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I remember this recipe being really nice. Mm. So, uh, and right. obviously, I'm putting bitter, um, bit orange peel in. Oh yes. So yeah, that's 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 going to be in there as well. Just just peel. Yeah. So uh, you you buy it dried um, rather than you know I don't peel oranges. Oh, you don't sit there zesting. No, no, no. It's it, you, like you, you you buy it dried from homebrew stores uh, and you get bitter orange peel, uh, sweet orange peel. Um, you mm. just bang that in. Any reason you're going for bitter rather than sweet? Uh, just... Well, the, the obviously the honey doesn't add um, any sweetness because obviously that gets fermented out. But I don't know. It, I think it would just be a bit too sickly if it was, came across as super sweet. Because mm. um, that is one of the traditions with certain wheat beers, uh, especially sort of German ones, is adding a slice of orange. Yes, or, or lemon sometimes as well, yeah. but but a yeah, slice just, of orange. Just some sort of citrus in in the glass, yeah. like not squeezed or anything. Just just for that little, just for that little yeah. hint. Yeah, that, that, little that, that, that little extra kick. Nice. But I mean, you know, once well, once this is ready, we can maybe give that a try. Ooh. Put various bits of fruit in the glass if you want. Get your oranges in. Get your oranges in. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. Brilliant. I think though. It's time for some beer ye, beer ye. Time for the beer news. Oh, we've got beer news. Yeah. Wow. This is more of a, a sort of open 
discussion rather than a full-on bit of news. The 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 bit of news is uh, that a very good brewery close to us called yeah. Sirencraft are uh, hinting that they are going to be opening for little bits of crowdfunding, crowdfundering. <laughs> Cloud funding, yeah. thunderclouds. Exactly. Are you, are you uh, trying to say crowdfunding? Crowdfunding slash investing. Yeah. Type opportunities. Okay. Soon. Yeah. Um, and it it just got me sort of wondering what is the place of crowdfunding in the modern beer market. Yeah, it's it, it's a difficult one, really, because obviously you've got a lot of sites out there like Kickstarter and you know various other various other sites where. Companies can, you know, generate income, well, not income, but generate kind of investment in their company by selling products before they're made. Mm. Um, and like, like, I'm well up for it. You know, I think it's it's a great way for um, new companies to get off the ground, get new products onto the market. But for existing companies to use that, especially when they're you know profitable, um, you know, I, I don't know. It's a bit of a it's a bit of a weird one because I know Brewdog, yeah, um, they, they they crowdfunded for a hotel, and it's like you guys have got plenty of money, like yeah, like, it, yeah. It, millions and millions, yeah, already. and it, and and it just seems like it's they're unwilling to take the risk with their money. They'd rather just ha- like say, "Can can we have some of your money, please?" <laughs> and it's like mm, I don't know. In exchange and, for a small, small, small chunk of the profits. Yeah, exactly. I, but I mean, I think with the with the Brewdog one, and it's the same with their Kickstarter. Is you, you're not buying shares. You, you don't get the profit. Um, mm. it, you know, you you buy a product essentially before it's made. Um, so I think with the with the Brewdog one, it was you know you got I don't know like a dressing gown. I don't. Know, I'm 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 making that up. But I think I think the higher tier ones were like you get a night in the hotel. Yeah, and then and uh, but like you like you you're not getting like a percentage of the business. It's not like investing. It's not like no. investment capital. It's you're buying a night in the hotel before the hotel's bought. Yeah, which may um, never happen. Which may well, which might not happen. So if you know the product goes duff. I mean, it didn't. No. It did. It did actually take off, but it was somewhere in America. So why would yeah. it, why would it, you know unless you were really interested in going to America and staying in the the Brewdog yeah, Hotel just for, just for one night? Yeah, well. why, why would why would me or you invest in that? Yeah. It's like, but I don't know. It it seems to be. I think it's a great idea for new companies. Yeah, if if it new if, uh, a new brewery starting from nothing, yeah, just maybe they've got some high quality brewers from other breweries and that type of thing and yeah. it's just like we're good we're raring to go all we need is a little bit of investment to open yeah all, all the, like, like, like even if it was just oh we need like a few thousand pound to buy some casks because we don't have enough casks or we you know we want this yeah, bit of yeah. equipment like that i think is fine yeah because it's it's, it, it's a new brewery but an established brewery basically asking for money because they don't want to risk their cash yeah I don't know. I mean, it, it's it, it it's a hard because I mean, like, do you know what the money's for? Um, I I don't know precisely. Yeah. Um, but uh, there are, there are positives to yeah uh, crowdfunding because uh, I've seen it both in board gaming news and and that type of thing. Yeah. I, I myself am a professional board game designer, so yeah. I, I I've seen 
a lot of that from that point of view but then also in the music industry it's starting to become a, a big thing a lot of bands crowdfunding yeah, crowdfund albums don't albums we? some of them are established bands on big record labels yeah that don't need to crowdfund to get their album one of the big advantages to doing it that way is that it builds up hype long 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 before the product is yes, out yeah so if there's this one product that's coming out it, it almost acts like a pre-sale sort of service yeah. and hype machine and it's yeah. like you can you can drip feed the supporters and followers little little hints and like oh and then here's 10 seconds from this one thing yeah and a little video showing this little card ooh, ooh, and and everyone gets super stoked and then the product comes out and it's fine yeah well it it it, it, it is a really good really good medium for that a really good fantastic uh, advertising area uh, i mean I, I use kickstarter uh, quite regularly for board games and stuff like that but it's it's largely just because you can get certain things that you wouldn't be able to get if it came out retail yeah um but there's lots of companies that can afford to do it themselves so you know big big board game companies that can afford to do that and actually you know but they don't want to take the risk with their own money no and it's like it's a bit of a shame it is like because it would happen anyway, but it's just they don't want to risk it. But yeah. with that, you're buying a product essentially. Um, I think I've only been stung twice on Kickstarter. Um, once a proje- uh, project didn't fund, uh, but you get your money back for that. But oh, really? one uh, project did fund, but then after they like just ran uh, off the uh, after two years, they just folded and went, "No, like we can't do this." Yeah, and that's it. You like you lose your cash because you're not Whereas, you're not buying. A physical thing. No, you're you're funding the opportunity for them to potentially make it. Yes, it's, yeah, it's exactly. This weird grey area. Uh, whereas, I mean, um, Brewdog, they have a uh, equity for punks. Yeah, uh, bit and and that that I don't mind because you're you're actually buying shares. You're buying a something that mm. you can. It's a percentage of the company essentially. You know, you've if they do well your share price goes up and you can then sell that on. Yeah, plus you get um, discounts at various yeah. thing, uh, brew dog pubs and that type yeah, of thing. Yeah, whereas with the hotel bit, it's like, you're not... Yeah. Like, you guys can afford to do this. They can. Yeah. Right? But they just don't want to risk their own money. So, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a weird one. Yes. All right. Let's... Uh, d- to cease mulling this over, I think we should probably go and get a beer I and talk I, about that instead. Yeah, I could do with a beer, actually. Yeah, woo! So what have we got first? Uh, this is Paulana Hefeweissbier. Yeah, this is uh, Paulana that are a bit more famous for their Oktoberfest sort of beers. Yes, their Munich yeah. Hells and so on. No, like, this I think is going to be very, uh, very traditional, very, um, you know, down the line. Uh, I can't, I can't read anything on the back. I don't nope. speak German. Oh, so there's, German, um, I mean, there's a what, twelve point five percent wag. <laughs> don't even know what that is um yeah it's it's 5.5 percent cool uh that's that's what i've got sort of uh tangerine orange in color yeah and i mean look at that head retention yes look at that that is they weren't joking about the uh the higher carbonation points no no they weren't uh Uh, and you know obviously cloudy because um wheat beer and wit yeast uh are they've you know the yeast sits in suspension a lot yeah. easier, um, so it's very low flocculation. Yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. So it doesn't it doesn't clump up and drop down. It sits in the beer. Yeah. and just 
Ooh. Flocculation is, being the point the the where yeast stick to itself. Yeah. Basically. They flock together. Ah. No. And then drop. Um so you know, like normally in a beer, um, you know, if you had you would crash cool it and that helps to drop the yeast down. Um whereas with you know, if you've got this sort of style of beer where it's it's okay for it to be a bit cloudy, you don't really need to worry about um you know, crash cooling it for no. too long because, no, no, no. well, I mean, like, like, why bother? And that also means that unfined, yeah, like, they, they just what's the point in finding it? No, like, no point. So good for vegans. Yeah, yeah. So how is it? You going in for a smell there? Yeah. So straight away you got that sweet banana edge to it. I'm, I'm not getting much of that clovey spice, the, the, the really sort of yeasty hit, but no. uh, definitely banana. Uh, in for a sip. Always going in. It does smell so good though. And it's very refreshing. Quite yeah. sweet. Not as sort of sickly, stodgy sweet as some wheat beers get. It, it's got that uh, that little bit of a crisp finish, but it's it's still good. It's got yeah. a slight sourness to it as well. Like, no, like, like, like not super, but just like, like right at the end there. I don't know if it's just because it's my first beer of the day. Yes, mine um, too. And I have just had black coffee, so... <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, there, there, there is a slight sourness there, and that is, that's from the... Um, I imagine probably from the yeast. Mm. So they're, they're like like some um, wheat beers and some wheat beers, they do have a slight sourness to them. Yeah, just a, just a hint, just yes, creeping in. Yeah, but you know, like you said, it, it's sweet initially, but it's got that that bananariness to it. Yeah, and it and, really does. Mm. Yeah, that that the banana lingers a lot more than anything else. Yes, yeah, and, but real clean, real crisp. Like mm. I, I mean, you know, Paulana are a, a well-renowned. Um, you know, well-renowned brewery, and they do nice stuff. They do, they do. Their, as as I mentioned earlier, their Oktoberfest beer is fantastic. Six percent lager that just drinks easy as anything. Yeah, yeah. It's slightly worrying. Uh, like, like when we get that on in the pub, it's like, oh, here it goes. Here we go. Because <laughs> we also have those, um, like the two pint steins as well, don't we? Yeah. So that doesn't help. <laughs> two pints. Uh, <laughs> Oh, doesn't help anyone no but apparently I'm, I'm just looking at the bottle here the, the, the few bits i can read um 1634 okay so you know that's that the time that's, it was made i don't think that's when this was bottled i think okay. that's probably when the brewery first came about established okay. um so you know that, that that could bring us quite nicely to you know do you know any history of wheat beer uh yes uh the, so wheat beer does have a bit more of a, a complex past than other styles uh being a product of germany they're obviously affected by the reinheitsgebot that uh often shows its ugly head in in these types of things yeah for better or for worse uh this uh style actually it, when the reinheitsgebot initially came into place uh, uh made it uh legal for wheat to be used at all so yeah. initially it was just malt water and hops yeah were, were, were the only uh ingredients i believe i believe that's true um, yeah I, I think it is because it's, it's the purity laws isn't yeah, it? yeah yeah um and they obviously didn't know what yeast was back then so just yeah it's interesting malt, that those period laws are still about stick. yes but, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah we know yeast exists it's yeah like, so it does get changed uh wheat was added because uh, apparently the aristocracy loved wheat beers so much that they kicked up a big fuss and yeah. got it changed so that wheat could be added. As is the way with money. Yes, money <laughs> and power. Lovely. Yeah. And um, 
Yeah, it was, it was only uh, in the 1800s. It was uh, sort of brought back a little bit with uh, Schneider uh, doing the Schneider Weiss, which if you if you see around the place is a lovely wheat beer. Yes, yeah. It's a lot darker. It's more sort of reddish orange in colour. Yeah. And uh, and then again in the 60s, it was it was sort of brought back. Uh, not in the 1960s, it was brought back on on the more sort of commercial scale of things with with Hergarten yeah. doing the wheat uh, wheat beers, and then places like Erdinger and Franziskana and, and that yes. type of thing uh, doing the German wheat beer system um, to add to Schneiderweiss and, and yeah. So uh, it's, so it's it, it's a very um, very old style mm. of beer which almost disappeared. Um, mm. Which would have been a shame. Yes. Well, when when you've got sort of in, in comparison to things like lager, yeah. which is just so easygoing and and refreshing on yeah. a, on a hot day, wheat beers can be a bit heavy, and they they you really do need to be in the mood for them. You, it's I know some people do just knock them back time after time, yes. but that is a very small percentage uh, compared to the people that knock back lager all day. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, I think, like you say, it, it, it can just be a bit cloying in the end. Yeah. Um, but that, that's normally the yeast character that kind of brings that about. Yeah, um, and that lack of a really dry, hoppy finish yeah. uh, that, that just keeps it refreshing. But what I do like about this style of beer uh, is it works really well as an alcohol-free beer as well. It there, does. There's, there, there, there's plenty of, uh, like, I mean, Paulana. Um, yep. Have their Hefeweizen alcohol-free? Yeah, this this the, this very beer yes. that we're drinking now does have a fantastic. Yeah, and it, like, it works really well. I mean, you know, I've, I've tried other alcohol-free lagers and stuff like that, and they're okay, but you know, they're they're, they're just missing something. Whereas the alcohol-free wheat beers, it just it works. It's slightly mm. sweeter, slightly maltier, but yeah, it, it it just seems to work as a. I think they marketed it as. Uh, at least labelled as an isotonic drink, which it is. <laughs> it, 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 it technically is. Yeah. So, you know, if you're going out for like a long run or something like that and you want an nice isotonic drink afterwards or maybe beforehand, get yourself an alcohol-free Paulana. Yeah. <laughs> like, just get it in you. Why not? Why not? And yeah, I mean, there's been many times I've been down the pub and, you know, if I haven't been drinking or I haven't really wanted a drink, then, you know, I have, I have went for that. Yeah. Alcohol-free version really nice yeah and uh, uh the pub we work at uh does it is on the route of the reading half marathon it as is. well and um, one of the things they do every year is is have a little table out this out the front and hand out tiny little cups of beer yeah not alcohol free beer not alcohol free no they normally go for the lowest abv they can get something yeah, like see, three and a half yeah it um, seems reasonable yeah but. and and there are a surprisingly large amount of takers well, yeah, I'm but, not surprised. Yeah, a, a small cup of free beer just but, to I mean, give uh, you some sugar. Yeah, um, but uh, like, like actually, um, small amounts of alcohol while you're out running can be quite beneficial. Oh, really? Mm. Oh, I thought like alcohol bad at all. If nah, physical. nah, nah. No? It, it, large quantities, yes. Yeah, but you know, in in in, in small quantities, actually, it's it's perfectly fine. Hmm. Hmm. I, 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 I read it in some books I was reading when I was training. So yeah, yeah, but it works out right. Should we? Have, should we yeah, have another? Beer? Let's run. To the fridge. Let's. Uh, no, nah, my house isn't big enough for that. <laughs> <All> <laughs> right. Might be able to walk. Right. What have we got here then? So this is by a London brewery called Howling Hops. Howling Hops. And this is their traditional East End Hefeweizen. Oh. Which again is a wheat beer. Yeah. Four point five percent. Nice. So a little bit weaker. Uh, a little bit more to the sort of UK palate, uh, rather than the uh, sort of traditional German one. Yeah. But very 
yellow. Yeah, it's got it's got a real light straw color to mm. it, hasn't it? Again, it's got it's got that haziness. Um, you seem to have retained a better head than mine, though. Yes, I poured them both terribly. Good, well done, you professional yep. barman. Yes, <laughs> I just I'm so impatient. Uh, yeah, give just me get the, it in the glass. I want it in my face. Okay, but uh, immediately smelling huge amounts of banana. Similarly, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like that is just straight across the board. Like, I think you're going to find that with pretty yes. much every. It, it, it's the yeast profile. It, mm. It's so so prominent in these styles of beers. And there's there's just there's a lot less in the way yeah. of the aroma, unlike the the palana where it was a bit darker. Like you can smell some of that uh, sort of sweet, robust malt yes, in the background, yeah. whereas this is just just that big wheat beer flavour. And uh, what, what do you think of the flavour? Oh, yeah, that, that that that's really good. So it's got that initial sweetness, but again, it's got that sour bitterness to it right at the end. So that the the banana flavour does linger, mm. but the bitterness actually comes through quite a lot with this. Yeah, it's a bit drier. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, like, a, a, a lot more than it did with the Paulana. Mm. Yeah, I could do that. That's very refreshing. Yeah, it is good. I'm just going to grab the can. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I, d- I don't know what makes it a traditional East End Hefeweizen. Uh, um, I haven't looked into the history of that. Yeah, I mean, there's 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 not a lot of information on... Um, on the can yeah you know it, it might just be as simple as they've not tweaked the water at all and this is uh yeah yeah very possibly just so straight from the thames i, I do like the artwork mm. they've done really well with that so uh, talking of water though what what have you done for your brew water wise nothing i've nothing. Poured, poured water into my hot liquor tank and let it get hot cool any reason why you've avoided tampering um well i, I just find that it's it, it it's useful to do sometimes, but the the differences it makes isn't really that huge. Mm. So sometimes it's just like you know if basically if I'm just being lazy, like <laughs> then I just don't bother. And then other times I do bother. Um, and I think when I when I made this recipe the first time, I didn't tinker mm. with it because I hadn't had my water tested. So you know it's. Because I don't have anything to directly compare it with, you know, this time I'm thinking, okay, maybe I won't do a water treatment and then I'll make it again soon and maybe do a water treatment just so I can see if there is actually a difference. Yeah. Um, and just kind of experiment that way. But largely it was it was laziness. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, perfectly valid brewing technique. Yeah, it's just like, well, I can't be bothered today. And yeah. that's what I don't. But. Well, it, if if they have or they haven't, it's lovely. Uh, as as you said before, that dryness is definitely mm. a lot more prominent. You you have still got that sweetness at the front, and definitely yes. the, the long sweet banana finish. But uh, it's just more refreshing and more uh, yeah easy going. Yeah, I mean, like, like what I have noticed about that, like the dryness, it takes away a lot of the um, the kind of I don't know the clagginess, the mouthfeel. You know, it doesn't feel mm. like drinking several pints of that would end up being overly filling kind of you know just too much whereas i think some of the other wheat beers you have it's like okay yeah that's good for like a pint or two but that's yeah pretty, <laughs> that's pretty much about it because i need something to clean my mouth mm. uh, whereas that the bitterness really kind of helps helps push it through i think mm. so maybe maybe they've just sort of upped the hops a little bit yeah that's it i mean there's 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 no information on the can as to you know 
what hops they've used mm. or an indication as to the grain bill or anything like that. Um, it'd be nice to see what sort of hops they've used. I can pretty much assume I know which ones they've went for, but um, yeah, it, 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 I like information on bottles or cans. Yes, this is a can. Yeah, by the way. Yeah. Um, also, big carbonation as yep. before, but the head retention been a bit rubbish, especially yeah. compared to like, the my, Palana next to it. Mine's gone. Yeah, like completely gone. Like I don't have a head. Yes, and the the Palana that we poured ten minutes ago now still got that sort of five mil yeah. of, of of nice bubbly yeah head retention. And I, I like it when you know things maintain a head because like. You swirl it around, break the bubbles up, give it a good smell, but, mm. ah, well, I mean, I'll drink it. Oh, yeah. Because it's very nice. <laughs> yes, it <laughs> so is. So it's going down. Good work, Howling Hops. Yeah, well done. Should we try something else, though? I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Let's do that. Oh, we got uh, something special now. Yeah, so this this is a bit interesting. It's uh, This is a beer that I brewed um, a little while back, me and uh, Chris, uh, so... Chris McLennan from the Space Jam Continuum, me yes. and him, uh, brewed a beer. And it started out with him saying, can you brew with Weetabix? And, a, a, a good question. Yeah, and I was like, I don't know, let's find out. So, you know, we did some experiments and tried to work out how much fermentable sugars were in Weetabix. It's not a lot. Oh, really? Um, yeah, because, you know, it's not been malted at any point. And there's very mm. little sugar. So it was like, right, well, we can't do that. But I reckon I can make a beer that tastes like a bowl of Weetabix. So that's what okay. I set out to do. Uh, so it's, A noble goal. I know, right? Um, it's kind of a wheat beer, but mm, I don't know, a bit a bit different. Um, so it's got uh, malted wheat. Yep. Pilsner malt. Yep. This is all sounding very much like a wheat very beer right like now. Very much like the beer you're brewing today. Caramel wheat malt. Okay. Carapils. Yep, which again... Flaked wheat. Ooh. Lacto sugar. Yeah. This is to help it taste like it's milky. Oh, so you got the milky bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so it tastes like you're eating a bowl of Weetabix. Um, Mittel fruit. Nice, nice. But yeah. not a lot. And California ale yeast. Okay. As opposed to a wheat beer yeast. Yeah. Because, I don't know if you've ever eaten a bowl of Weetabix, it doesn't taste like banana. Not as much. Exactly. So that's why I went for California ale yeast. So that is why, if you look at it, that's clear as out. Crystal clear. Yeah. yeah. Like, that is clear. Nice it's yellow gold. conditioned. It's, you know, it's done quite a good head retention. Again, yeah. from the, the, the flaked wheat and the carapils really help um, with head retention. Mm. So how's, how's, how's it taste? Does it taste like eating a bowl of Weetabix? Well, I'm not getting much banana from the nose, predictably. No, no. Um, I'd be very surprised if you did, but... Mm. It is, yeah, interesting because it is quite sweet. <laughs> yeah, but that, that, that's the from, the from the lactose. Yeah. But that like creamy edge does come in. There is hints of uh, sort of wheaty banana going on. Uh, it's yeah. One of the weird things about wheat is that it will give a banana flavour no matter yeah, what other, yeast yeah, yeah, is exactly. uh, put in. Just just hints. And so anything that's like fifty percent wheat is going to have a hint of banana yes. no matter what you do. But that that's really refreshing. Does it taste sweet. like it? Does it taste like a bowl of Weetabix? Mm, no, it's not got the right texture. <laughs> oh God, can you imagine that big lumpy, gloopy thing just yeah. plopping out there? Now I wouldn't want it like that. But that was that was the intention. It was like, right, can I make a beer that tastes like a bowl of Weetabix? Yeah. So you might be seeing more from the uh, from the cereal range. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start uh, trying to make different beers that taste like bowls of cereal. Yeah. What have you got so far? Uh, well, we've got the we've got the Weetabix one. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking about doing a Shreddies. Shreddies, um, okay. Or maybe, oh, Cocoa Pops. Cocoa could, Pops. I could do Cocoa Chocolate Pops. Chocolate and rice. Yeah, I could do like a co- Cocoa Pop Stout. Cocoa Pop Milk Stout, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. So um, are, are these are sort of milk, uh, lactose sort of... Yeah, so they're all going to have lactose in because you, you, you've got to... I find you have to do that just to give it that... Um, the sort of milk that you would be eating in a bowl of cereal sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to be hard to avoid the lactose sugar. So I think that this is going to be a good one for our listeners. If you've got um, any sort of cereal ideas <laughs> that you want to send our way, just like, yeah. like, 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 like just tweet us um tweet instagram facebook yeah yep. just just get in touch somehow and give us suggestions on different cereals that you like to eat that we can try and make into uh a beer yeah and um, we'll do one uh next year sometime yeah 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 we'll, yeah, we'll, like, like, we'll give it a crack because that weetabix one i think works out quite well it does I really it's, like it's it. a very nice beer <laughs> yeah very nice beer i it's it's difficult to get that real bite of the malt of the of the sort of grains in in mm. Weetabix, um, because of the texture, I guess, and yeah. and like it's it's tricky. It's the but, aftertaste for me that just screams Weetabix. Ah, yeah. Not not the actual. Not the not the drinking. Yeah, not the, not the, the actual. It, it's like once it's gone. That I've just had a bowl of Weetabix. I've just had some Weetabix. Uh, okay. Yeah. No, I can see that there. Yeah. That, if yeah. For that mission accomplished. Yay! Yay. Right, should we should we try the next actual wee beer? <laughs> All right, go <laughs> rather on. than just that. So, what we've got here then, Mike? So, last up, we have a collaboration uh-huh. between Northern Monk. Yeah. Who uh, I don't think we've reviewed yet, but they collaborate with a northern uh, small chain of restaurants called Bundabust oh. that specialise in vegetarian and vegan Indian food. Yeah. And have amazing beer selections. It's it's a weird mix, but it's a wonderful place. Uh, this is something called the Bombay Dazzler, right? At uh, was it four point eight percent? Yeah. And so it is a wit beer rather than a wheat beer in that it's spiced, but it's uh, they've taken rather than the traditional sort of Belgian spices that you normally add yeah. to a wit beer or sort of orange or uh, cl- uh, extra. Bits and pieces, coriander seed, that sort yes, of thing. Yeah. They, they've taken more of a focus on sort of Indian ingredients. Okay. Uh, so you have got the coriander seed. Yeah. You've also got ginger and cardamom pods. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, so straight off the bat, it is like light straw coloured, hazy, mm. um, no head retention. No. At all. Was it, was it really highly carbed when you poured it? it? I mean, it, it wasn't like highly carbed. I mean, it, you, like you can tell there's a good carbonation in there. Mm. Um but the the head just dropped off. I mean, when I, when I poured it, it had a nice head on it, and literally as I just walked into the living room, it's just dropped straight off. But mm, the that, smell of it, the smell is incredible. It's outstanding. That coriander seed and the yeah, cardamom it, yeah, as well. Yeah, is the, like, huge. The, the, the coriander is the the biggest the biggest smell there for me. Mm. I think. Um, yeah, you get the hints of the ginger, but it's mm. not it's not a big. I think the ginger is going to be more prominent in the mouth though. Yeah, yeah. I reckon. Give it a right, go. I'm going to go. He's oh, he's gone in. Oh, oh, oh! That's drier than I was expecting. Yeah, as well. Yeah, that that big sweetness lasts for a split second, and then you've got that real uh, sort of spicy oh. uh, dryness that just evaporates everything, but yeah. leaves in its place a really nice lingering 
spice mix. Yeah, mm. it's, it, it's really complex at the end. I mean, like, the ginger's not as prominent as I thought. Like, no. I, I'm definitely getting ginger. Um, the coriander is there. Big, yeah, yeah. Like, really there. The cardamom, I do like a bit of coriander. I, I like coriander. So, like, with, with today's um, beer, I was toying with the idea of doing, like, a coriander and black pepper as opposed to a honey and orange. Um, but we we'll just have to save that for another day. Yeah. Because I do like the coriander in wheat beers. It mm. works really well. Um, and with that, that's brilliant. The, the, like the the, the the gingers, the ginger is definitely there, but it's not overpowering. And I think ginger can be overpowering in beer sometime. Yeah. Um, but that works. Yeah, it's really easy well. to for it to overtake other yes, flavors yeah. and dominate. Uh, whereas, but that, that's exceptionally well yeah. balanced. I yeah, I I can identify the cardamom still as well. Yeah. It's not a dominant flavor, but it's definitely there. No, it's it, it's the coriander that I think kind of sings through the whole lot, but it ties it all really well together. Mm. I think. And that's that's something I've learned from going to Bundabust restaurants uh, is their knowledge of flavors is spectacular and mm. the balance of flavors as well. Obviously, the entirety of their menu is vegetarian and vegan, so yes. they don't have that sort of meatiness to play with that can often yeah. be a crutch for flavor development. Yeah, And so having to work on spice mixes without meat, yes. I think, does develop an ability to, to craft well above other places yeah yeah uh, potentially not always mm. and uh they, they've done a cracking job there uh so i recommend yeah anyone who goes up north definitely go and try out a bundabust yeah and uh, or if you're already up north or if you're already up north bundabust yeah. fantastic food yeah Ooh. oh they've, they've, they've put stuff on here oh what do uh, they put ingredients, on ingredients malted barley wheat oats hops yeast ginger coriander seed cardamom pods it's yeah it's, so, more, it's more information than did you say oats was in it hmm Interesting. That's not normally something that you'd put in a, a wit beer or a wheat beer. No. No, I that's... I wonder why they chose that. That's really nice. I like the can art as well. It's just it, a big it, old tiger. It, well, no, it's not It's not just a big old tiger, Mike. It's a tiger with a bowler hat, a monocle, and it's smoking a pipe. Yes. That's not just a big old tiger, is it? It's a posh that's old tiger. That's the fanciest tiger you've ever seen. <laughs> look, at, look at that tiger. He's well oh, fanced. Yeah. It looks like he's seen some stuff as well. He does. He's he's got a haunted look on his face, but it's probably because somebody's put a top hat. Well, not a top hat, a bowler hat, hat, a monocle, and they stuck a pipe in his gob. That's a pretty haunting thing for mm. a tiger, right? So like nine foot long. <laughs> that is as long as they get. Yeah, roughly. I don't know. Yeah. Right. Well, we've we've had some fantastic beers. Any any standout in particular? Um. Well, I mean the 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 last one here, the Northern Monk, the Bombay Dazzler, that that. It is. It it stood out, I think, because the the other two wheat beers we tried have been fantastic wheat beers. Like they, they they've been mm. really nice down the line. Um, you know, really good examples of that style. But the Bombay Dazzler, just because of all the interesting flavors, I think that's the one that I'd be like, go on, yeah, I'll have a you know, if you were to go up to, if, 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 yeah. if you if you were going up to the bar now and the, the all three were on. It would be yeah, I'd get the Bombay I'd get Dazzler the Bombay that I'd go yeah. for again because I know I can get good wheat beers as standard. Um, yeah, yeah. And finding something that just takes that style and makes it a little bit unique um, would be quite good. But there again, to be honest, if they had the Wheatabix beer on the bar as well, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be bloody impressed. Yeah. But, um, You'd, you know, you'd go it, for that. <laughs> well, it's it, it uh, like what I like about that one is it's just something slightly different, um, you know, because it's it's a cleaner 
mm. a cleaner sort of taste of something a bit something a bit odd. Um, but no, I think the Bombay Dazzler. Yourself? Yeah, the same? yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I very much so. Um, the Hefeweizen, as you say, is is really good. The the Palana one, and uh, but I think it works for me as as a non alcoholic yes. version. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, I don't know if this Bombay Dazzler would work as a non alcoholic beer as well as no. I, th- a, a big... like, I, th- I think the the added sweetness, uh, the the, yeah. the maltiness, I think would. Um, would outbalance yeah. um, all of the nice spices that they've so got into it. It, it, it has got a place. Mm. And the uh, the Howland Hops, yeah, very, very good for like first beer of the day. But yes, I, yeah. I would stay on the Bombay Dazzlers for the rest of the night. I yeah, think. I think so. Yeah. But, you know, like, right. well done to all of them. Yeah, uh, fantastic selection. Yeah. Uh, next episode i believe we're brewing a milk stout mm, if, yeah if i remember correctly so we'll be delving into the depths of lactose and dark malt and yep. uh, seeing what we find well if the nights are getting darker the beer may as well get darker i guess yeah yeah uh i believe there's also going to be an episode of final gravity coming up next there is so uh look out for that yeah until then yeah bye, bye.